you are listening to The Dudes, bringing you wall-to-wall coverage of all Mississippi State athletics. Featuring Reflector Sports Editor Tanner Marlar and WMSV Sports Director Cody Blazak. Welcome back to another episode of The Dudes. This time it's being done a little differently. We'll get back to that in just a second. But alongside Tanner Marlar, I am Cody Blazak, special guest of the week as we head into the weekend as Mississippi State takes on Vanderbilt. Andrew Wilf, I apologize in advance because I have no clue what y'all's student paper is called. The Vandy Hustler. The Hustler. Okay. Um... Anyways, like always, we have a little guest on coming into the weekend from whatever school we are playing this week. It's you. Uh, It's going to be, if the audio, just heads up, if the audio is a little different, we are doing this via Zoom because we have a little, we're not able to go into the station to put it in the lamest terms to record this. So it's going to be done this way and this is what we get. We're going to make it work. We've done it in the past. Once again, Tanner Marlar, Andrew Wilf. Mississippi State will be traveling to Vanderbilt for this week's game. Mississippi State coming off a just absolutely awful loss to Alabama, which I think most of us realized was going to happen. Um, Bama lost the week before. They're coming in, and, I mean, they just took us to town, which I think everyone should have expected on the other hand Vanderbilt went to South Carolina and they only lost by a point talk talk about that a little bit Andy what was that kind of like what were the feelings going into that game and what were you guys kind of you know feeling like after that one right absolutely so so we haven't won on that on the road in the SEC since 2018 against Arkansas so you know we always have hope we're in the SEC but you go to a place like South Carolina, it's a tough place to play like anywhere else in the SEC. And we did a really good job defensively, not letting them score at the beginning. We won the time possession at the end. Mike Wright, our backup quarterback, who's now the starter, took the helm for the first time. Um, but what was the most pivotal moment was we're up six with 45 seconds left. South Carolina has the ball on their own 20, and they march down to score on cover three soft prevent defense. And, you know, Vanderbilt fans have had so much hope past couple games season. Talking to Tanner a few days ago that this is a different Vanderbilt team than the past couple of years because we're putting a formidable, formidable team on the, on the football field, and they're doing really good things, but it's like, the little stats like being down 90 to 13 in the first quarter of the season. You can't be playing catch up. So that's what Vanderbilt fans really liked this game. They, they were playing fine in the first half. In the second half it was a really tough battle. They just couldn't uh, get, catch the W at the end. Got you. Got you. So um, I know there's obviously some quarterback stuff with Mississippi State this week. We'll get to that in a second. Cody and I will. But in terms of Vandy, we're seeing a different face than we're used to uh, on the Commodore side of things, are we not? Yeah, definitely. So Texas kid Ken Seals was a true freshman last year, started all games. Um, obviously, it was tough. We had not, no non-conference op- opponents. But uh, Ken always had a lot of good pocket presence. But 
what Mike Wright does now, he's a backup quarterback, really successful in Atlanta in high school. What he does, he brings a dual threat quarterback. And I think it's going to be a really exciting matchup to see how your guys' front seven matches up against a dual threat running back or dual threat quarterback and a powerful running back like Rocco Griffin. So what, what this does, it, it provides way more opportunities. It spreads the ball out. And I think it, this is what Vanderbilt fans kind of, it, it's good to have this now. It provides a lot of hope. And he played fine last week against um, South Carolina. That wasn't the issue. And I think if Mike plays like he did last week, it'll be a, a much closer game than what the spread thinks and what Mississippi State fans think. Got you. Got you. So to kind of go off of that, you know, let's stick with the theme of quarterbacks. Obviously, Will Rogers right now, day-to-day with an injury still, like we talked about earlier this week, I still fully expect him to walk out there and start Saturday. But what is that – what do you think that Vandy defense is coming uh, – bringing into this game to kind of answer that air raid that Mike Leach is obviously so famous for? Uh, yeah, so at the beginning of the season, we the issue was there was no pressure on the quarterback, not at all, but – as we saw last week, obviously no offense, what happened in Alabama was you put pressure on the quarterback, two interceptions in the first quarter. That's what it comes down to because other than that, I think, correct me if, I, if I'm wrong, Rodgers had three interceptions the whole season. Two interceptions coming to that game, came out of that game and had three. The entire season. And uh, Van- Vanderbilt hasn't had the most amount of turnovers, but uh, definitely hasn't been an issue. They had two against Florida, and I think – the bottom line is pressuring the quarterback, getting to your guys' offensive line. It's going to be a game in the trenches, and that's how Vanderbilt needs to win. Yeah, I, uh, I completely agree. Sticking with the theme of quarterback, Mississippi State obviously known for their defense nine times out of ten when we talk about football. Their defense has been hit or miss this year. Obviously allowed 49 points to Bama, but I think that's – Going into a game like that, most people would expect that. But they played, I don't want to say above average this year, but I would say pretty close to par. Going into this game, what is that offense going to have to do to slay that Mississippi State defense? So what, what happened last week, it, what Vanderbilt did really well, is they got the ball to their receivers. Will Shepard, uh, got, he had like 140 yards, his career best. Get the ball to body, get the ball to Shepard. There's a lot of good receivers. That hasn't been the issue. But what has been the issue is the offensive line of Vanderbilt. What Mike Wright brings is an opportunity to get out of the pocket. And that's why Vanderbilt fans are so excited because you just have a pocket pocket quarterback and there's not much time. There's not much to do other than do check downs. What Mike Wright can do, he can use his legs and he he can scramble. And that's what Vanderbilt's going to be looking for a lot. And honestly, it's going to be – the way Vanderbilt wins, their formula of success is ground and pound. It's not an air raid offense. It just isn't. Got you. So, in terms of Vanderbilt football, obviously not exactly what the school's known for. But right. I'm, I'm undoubtedly, being in the SEC, there's some great traditions that come with Vanderbilt football. So, what are some of the traditions over there at Vandy that some of us guys might not know about when it comes to football? Absolutely. That's a great question. So uh, one of my favorite traditions, which I didn't get an opportunity to do because of COVID, um, the first home game, all the freshmen run onto the field before the game. And that's just kind of the best way like Vanderbilt fans can get immersed in the community. And then also, 
when you had, it was the fans to kind of feel a little further away from the student athletes. You know, they're also students, and that's how um, Vanderbilt gets connected with um, the football team. And also, it's also very impressive to think about. I have sixteen hundred kids in my class. Think about every other school in the SEC. We're a wow. private institution. And just to wow. see that Vanderbilt's in the SEC, especially baseball, we were in the College World Series. To think I was such a small school is an epicenter for the biggest sports in the biggest league. It's an awesome opportunity. Yes, we haven't been so successful in the past couple of years, but there's a lot of revenue that comes with that. There's renovation that's coming in the athletic facilities, and there's an amazing education that comes with that as well, and I think that's what the student-athletes get. I had no idea the class sizes were that small at Vandy. All right, so, and Andy, don't correct me if I'm wrong. You cover the team. Like, you cover the football team, correct? Yeah, we all do. So, I'm the assistant sports editor, me and someone else, and there's a deputy and a sports editor. What's great about us, we all kind of cover every sport at Vanderbilt. Got you. So, you're in the press box, right? So, uh, it usually rotates every game. I won't be there Saturday. I was there for the uh, Stanford game. All right. Um, all right. Yeah. So, this is the biggest question we have to ask. How's the press to box, all of our, To all of our editors. What is your favorite exactly. press box? Exactly. He already got exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. What is, what is Vandy's? What is the stud? Uh, what's the stud food lineup like for Vandy? So, like, obviously, what I was just saying about Vanderbilt, we're natural, which is my, like, favorite city. It's great. I'm from 20 minutes outside New York City, and I think Nashville is, like, just as good. We get TriStar Barbecue, like a great barbecue in town. Um, when it's morning game, sometimes we get the Chick-fil-A, uh, you know, biscuits with the sandwiches. So that kind of gets you motivated, gets you fueled up before you write your paper, before you go on Twitter. Exactly, exactly you know, exactly. It's, it's a lot of energy we have to expend typing, you know. It's a tough it's, – it's a mentally taxing job. You've got to have the right fuel for the job, you know. Gatorade, reach out to us. We, I mean, we're, we're, ready, we're ready and willing. We're ready and willing. Gatorade right. should sponsor SEC student journalism. That's just how it should be. And what's also awesome about it is just as students, we're all students here, just having an opportunity to get that professionalism aspect. You're next to professionals. And just getting those opportunities, getting your feet wet is what's really going to make you a better sports journalist. And I think we can all attest to that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think me and Tanner were really trying to decide who was going to talk just then. Well, I'm, I'm uh, choking on water, so it has to be you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is being done a little awkwardly from home, so visual cues are kind of hard to pick up on at the moment. Mississippi State is a 20-and-a-half point favorite. Do you think they cover that spread, or do you think Vanderbilt steps in and – Work some magic. After after the Georgia game, I kind of have, like, spread PTSD. You know what I mean? Because oh. Hey, we almost covered – we almost hit the over in our game. The over was, like, 58 and a half. Now, granted, Bama had 49 of that, but right, we almost the, hit the over. The way Clark Lee has kind of rejuvenated these guys and g- given them a reason to play, there's, there's two wins and – we almost won last season, I do think. I, I think the final score is going to be Vanderbilt narrowly loses 23-17. to 17. Oh, you got it real close. Well, that's about what it was last year. 
Yeah. It was, a nine, it was what twenty four seventeen last year. And you didn't get you didn't get the fan you didn't get the Vanderbilt fans either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was empty stadium basically. Um, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. So as always, this is a, we're big on these here on this show. Um, X factors coming to the game. Who do we need to watch out for? Um, that is that will be suiting up for the Commodores this weekend. So I mentioned him. I mentioned him a few minutes ago. It's Rocco Griffin. He w- they did a running back community uh, by committee with Ramon Davis, but he he's out for the year. He was a transfer from Temple. But Griffin's just a hard-nosed, north-south type running back. No BS, just kind of gets down. I think he's averaging 3.6 yards a carry. I can tell you if I'm wrong. And what was his name? Rocco? Yes. Dude, that is, that's got to be a top-tier name. I mean, like, the next one see this, some of the best. Kool-Aid McKinstry? So, this season, he is, he's 3.5 yards a carry, 284 yards on 82 attempts. I mean, not too shabby. Not at all. And I think you feed him 20, 20 carries. He hasn't had more than 20 carries, which I think is an issue because, like I said, Vanderbilt's playing catch-up too much. You don't play catch-up. Maybe start off with a 3-0 lead, 7-0 lead. Then you can keep grounding and pounding, and I think that's going to be the X factor. Got you. Now, there's your offensive X factor. In terms – we always do two. We do offensive and defensive. Who on that bandy defense uh, does Mississippi State need to circle on the depth chart? Right, and I, and I think it's Orgy. Orgy's a uh, linebacker. He's a junior from Texas. He's he's the leader of the – he's the commander. He has uh, – he's been playing really, really well. 30 set, 32 to- solos this year, one sack, seven and a half tackles for loss. Um, and like I said, you attack the quarterback. You put pressure on the quarterback. That's where the back end is going to start playing. That's where the 50, bo- 50, 50 balls might be starting to go Vanderbilt's way because – Mississippi State hasn't been getting those 50-50 balls like they usually do. Can, can, can confirm. Can confirm that. Can confirm. Yeah. I got uh, one last thing. I, I have also a special teams X-Factor player, our kicker. Oh. He's won our two games. I do, love, I, do love, I do love some specialists. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I will have to watch out for what. What's the kicker's name? Bull of us. I He's a transfer from, Al- transfer from Alabama. Oh, okay. I got to watch out for him. I'm a sucker for some I'm, I'm going to assume he's good because Bama can never pick up a good kicker, but. Oh, he's a fifth-year senior. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know Smart that. boy. Okay. I do have great, one last man. thing before you go, though. Vandy on the season, two and five. After the state game, you've got Missouri, Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Tennessee. How many uh, – what are we finish the season – what are we finishing the season at? Well, other than – well, I'm going to contradict my prediction. I think we're going to win Saturday. Okay, okay. As a Vanderbilt fan. And uh, I don't know, is, is UTK what everyone's saying? I'm just not sold on That's that. the question mark. That's the question mark on the year. You know, there's always that one team every year where it's like they're undefeated, yes, but everybody knows they're not really going to end the season undefeated. To me, that was Kentucky this year. I mean, they ran into the buzzsaw that is Georgia. But they managed to play them better than almost every team Georgia's played this year. So, I, I don't know. 
Kentucky's a question mark. They do right. have a very good chance at going 11-1 and one this season, though, because they only have to beat Mississippi State, Tennessee, Vandy, New Mexico State, and Louisville. All of those teams are under 500 on the season except for Tennessee. So it, it is very possible that Kentucky goes 11-1 and one this season. No, I'm, I'm definitely worried about the, UTK, the, the UK game and the UTK game, but I, I see them as Missouri win. I definitely could see that because we're at home. Um, I think they have three wins on the year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Drinkwitz, I do believe, has gotten them to three wins. Ole Miss, Kentucky, they're both top 15. They're playing – Kentucky is uh, – some switch have in the past two, three years where they're kind of – they were the basketball powerhouse, and now they're the football powerhouse. It's just kind of crazy how sports work like that. Kind of like University of Michigan in 2017. Now they're all basketball. Can't you can't? I mean, it's just that's that's the way college football is, man. Just the way college football is. So now that you've changed the prediction, we'll end on this. What is the final score prediction for a Vandy win? Twenty-eight, twenty-seven, Commodores. Ooh, a nail biter. Seems to be all we can get. You, you can't get yeah, a Vanderbilt hustler good. journalist. You can't. You can't recruit a Vanderbilt ju- hustler journalist and have them like bashing your old school. You know what I mean? I got. I got to represent the. Hey, I, I respect it. I respect it. Also, yeah. the hustler, that's a solid paper name. That's a that's a that's a darn good name for a paper. You know, I think I think it hasn't changed in a while. I think the Hustler magazine took it from Vanderbilt Hustler. Interesting. Interesting. And you know who, you know who was Skip Bayless, the famous journalist, was a Vanderbilt Hustler yeah. alum. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, Andy, I appreciate you, Andrew. I appreciate you coming out with us uh, again. Like I said, under these circumstances, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you got to join us. Um, hopefully, we'll have you back for baseball season when both of us can really get in meetings. Uh, basketball, but certainly been a great time having you. It's been a great interview. Uh, we look forward to seeing you down the road. Thanks, guys. Once again, Andrew Wilf with the Hustler. Such an interesting name for the Vanderbilt student name. newspaper. Um, got a little inside scoop on Vandy going into this weekend. We got about 15 minutes, give or take, to get on the road with, obviously, Mississippi State football coming into the weekend. Obviously, the question mark on Will Rogers. I think most of us, uh, internally at least, think that he will be taking the field this Saturday. But if he isn't taking the field, who are we looking at coming in at quarterback? So it was released earlier this week. Obviously, Jack Abraham hasn't been on the depth chart for the last – for pretty much the whole season, but it was released this week. He's still battling back from some kind of injury. Um, but so that leaves Chance Lovertich at your number two. Um, that, that, and Lovertich comes into, comes into this game, you know – as a, as a question mark, we've never seen him take a snap. We haven't seen him take a snap this season. Um, obviously, Rodgers has been the guy all year. There's been no game that's had a big enough deficit in terms of a win to put him in. Um, and I don't think you throw him in there against the Crimson Tide. I mean, who wants, you know, who wants a quarterback to take that kind of confidence blow, you know, your first congratulations, kid. Your first SEC snap is against Alabama. What do you do? Um, so yeah, you're looking at Lovertich if Rogers doesn't start this Saturday. 
he's day to day right now with that AC joint sprain, but I fully expect, uh, I, I do expect him to try it out there on Saturday. Yeah, I think uh, it's, it's one of those things where I know Rodgers is questionable, but like realistically, he most likely will be going out. So uh, in our eyes, at least, we're going to say that Will Rogers is going to be the starting quarterback come this Saturday. Um, but it, it's one of these weird games because it's like I, I know we're favored by 20 and a half points. What's that any other? Do what? Those, those games always make me nervous, man. Those yeah, games they, always make – as they should make Mississippi State fans nervous. I mean – Yeah, so, I mean, Vanderbilt obviously not the greatest football school. But baseball, I mean, they're good, not bad. But they're not bad. Who beat them though? I mean, yeah, yeah. Mr. yeah so we're just better. saying we're just we're just yeah. Messing just around with that, but <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just uh, to me, it's one of those games where it makes me. And excuse me if I start laughing because we're doing this via Zoom and Tanner's got a pirate hat on and everything. So. <laughs> <You know. laughs> and, and the thing is, like. I put this filter on as a joke, and then I didn't realize, like, I don't think you can take it off. <laughs> like, I think once you become the pirate, you must – you just have to be the pirate. So, uh, I'm kind of – I think this is going to be the theme. Uh, in case you listeners at home, uh, in case we haven't mentioned this already, we are going to be on Zoom for a little while uh, just due to some difficulties. But we'll be back in the station here before long. Don't you worry. Uh, we're just going to – we're going to have to keep the train rolling. The dudes will find a way to bring you the content that you all enjoy. Uh, but back to Vanderbilt, it, it really is, and, and I, hate to, I hate to use this word, it's kind of a trap game because, you know, Mississippi State comes into this game having something to prove after a massive blowout against Alabama. And Vanderbilt comes in with nothing to lose. Nobody has them picked to win this game except for Andrew, obviously. But, I mean, nobody. I mean, it, Van, Vanderbilt comes in with, again, nothing to lose. So, I mean, why not throw the playbook at them? Why not throw the playbook at us if you're Vanderbilt? I mean, it's a genuine thing, you know. It's a chance for them to grab a big uh, statement SEC win. Yeah, it would be something great for Vanderbilt. Tanner, you mentioned this before we went on air and in between breaks and everything, but you mentioned that if we don't win this game either, we most likely aren't making a bowl game. Yeah, there's there's a very minuscule, there's a minute shot that you're making a bowl. See, the what Mississippi State obviously is three and three right now. Obviously, six wins is a bowl bid. So you have to win. You have to win Vanderbilt. And you have to win Tennessee State. There's your five wins, and then you have to find one win between Auburn, Ole Miss, Kentucky, and Arkansas. Do I think that's doable? Yes. Do I think that finding two wins in that stretch of games is doable? I don't know. I don't. I would much rather have take my chances having to find one win than I would two. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree, but at the same time, I could see Mississippi State winning all of those games. See, I just can't. I can't. I can't see that. I can, I can see I, it. I don't. I don't. I would never predict it, but I could see it. it I it's one of those things them. where. I'm almost positive we'll lose to Kentucky. Arkansas is kind of on a slump right now. I'm not the biggest fan of Auburn. And then Ole Miss is the Egg Bowl. So that would toss up no matter what. I just think it's one of those things where it's possible. It isn't probable. But it very likely could happen. 
It could. It, you're, you know, you're right. It could. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, that's four tough SEC opponents. And one of them, impossible, arguably two of them, being top 15 teams in the country. Now, do I think – I mean, granted, Mississippi State has a win over Texas A&M at Kyle Field. Do I think Texas A&M is a top 15 team? They didn't look like it that night. But at the same time, I mean, Kentucky and Ole Miss's record and numbers speak for themselves. And, and Auburn, I mean, Auburn just they, – they're finding ways to win football games. That's what they're doing. So I, I, I still predict that the one win I've got is Auburn. That's my, that's my sure enough win out of that stretch. But um, I'm, I, just, I just don't see them getting uh, – they may get two, but I don't see them getting three or four. Yeah, it obviously will be a whole lot more difficult. Obviously, before we even get to that point, we're going to have to take on Vanderbilt in two days. Wow, I didn't realize we were that close to the weekend. I know, but right? going to have to get through them first. Obviously, they're not the greatest football school. They, they have their flashes of moments. They're being outscored 100 to 238. Ooh, so that's suboptimal. I mean, yeah. It's one of those – it's just – there really isn't a whole lot to talk about, in my opinion, just because it's one of those games where, on paper, Mississippi State should just full-on go out there and it shouldn't even be a game. No. But it's also one of those games where it's Mississippi State. And we have a habit of, of doing this, of making these games that should not be games close. Um, now, whether that's the case Saturday or not is to be determined. I hope it's not. I can't take much more heartbreak from this team this year. But um, I definitely think it's going to be an interesting game. In turn, and to kind of go back to what Andy was talking about, the run game, that, I'm not worried about the run game. I'm not worried about the defense being able to stop the run. I never have been this year. I probably never will be this year. Um, I mean, if they manage to stop, not, if they manage to contain Von A. Chain and Isaiah Spiller, not to mention the NC State running backs, if they manage to contain those as well as they did, I'm not worried about a run game. I'm worried about getting beat over the top or some quarterback being able to get outside the pocket and go full Johnny football mode and manage to win a game by himself. Yeah, I think that's a very accurate description of our defense. But wrap it up, as always. Offensive X Factor. Offensive X Factor. I hate to put it on Will because, you know, you just don't know that he's – I mean, I think he's going to play, but it's not 100 percenter. So, I'm going to put it on – I'm going to put it on Makai Polk. I think – I generally think, and we'll find this out in a second, I think this could – this is very well the game that the offense is going to find – is going to break out. They're going to – they're going to look like an air raid offense if Will Rogers is healthy. Um, so I, I don't put X factors on, on health things. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Makai Polk. I'm going to say he's got to have at least 10 catches for a hundo. Heck, he can do it. He's done it before. So really yeah, I think, I think he's me, very capable of it. Yeah. Defensive end X factor. Who are we looking at this weekend? I think you're looking at uh linebacker, Aaron Brule. I think Aaron's got to have a big game. I think the whole linebacker core has to have a big game, but obviously Aaron is the leader of that linebacker core. Um, obviously, he's more he's more skilled in the pass rush, but I think those linebackers have got to be able to contain 
um, that rushing quarterback like Andy was talking about, if they can get to the, get to him quickly um, and get to him efficiently and at least hold him to, you know, one to two yards per carry and then get a couple of sacks, I don't think the defense will have a problem. Yeah, I think that's a very fair assumption and prediction of what needs to be happening this weekend. And the last thing we do is always, what are we looking at score-wise? State's going to get a win. How are we looking going into Van? I got State. I got State getting a win, and I've got them. If Will, if Will Rogers comes out here healthy and is feeling himself, I've got him putting up a forty bomb. I think this is fine. I I, I think it is. I genuinely do. I think Rogers is the type of kid that's going to come in, you know, kind of teed off. Um, that people, a lot of people are throwing some disrespect his way, and I think it's going to respond in his play. So, got that. One eighteen. I missed that. It, say again. Mississippi State forty-one, Vanderbilt eighteen. Forty-one eighteen. Yeah, I'm gonna go in the similar direction. I don't think we're gonna hit forty. I think we'll get somewhere in that thirty-five to forty range. I'll call it like thirty-eight for the sake of things. And I think thirty-eight fourteen somewhere in that range. Um, so we're pretty close this week. Yeah, well, that's where I'm gonna go with my prediction. Mississippi State walking out. Hopefully, we'll be four and three when we get back to you on Tuesday. Uh, once again, Andrew Wilf, our guest sports, I believe, assistant sports editor. Yeah, assistant at, sports editor at The Hustler. Which is the student newspaper and Vanderbilt, as always, we do on Thursdays. little uh, spoiler for next week, though. On Tuesday, Tanner, if you would like to. Uh, Mississippi State. Uh, head volleyball coach Julie Darty Dennis is going to join us. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. As we talked about Tuesday, those volley dogs are rolling. They've got a big game, a big, couple of big games coming up this weekend against Texas A&M. Hopefully she can come in on Tuesday, on a Victory Tuesday, and tell us a little bit about the team, about the, the grind it's taken to get to where they're at and where she thinks they're going. Yeah, it'll be a pleasure to talk to her this upcoming Tuesday. That volleyball team is cooking this season so it'll be fun to talk to her and get a little bit of the inside scoop on that team on Tuesday first we're going to get through the weekend Mississippi State traveling to Vanderbilt to take them on hopefully to walk out of there with a W making us four and three put us over 500 at the moment that's all we got for you today once again if you have any streaming platforms that you want to go re-listen to an episode on uh, catch up on an episode you missed you can hit that like button or follow I still don't know what it's officially called anymore but you can go do uh, technology things with that help us out um, we are on I think I believe it's episode 16 I can't believe we've done this many so far but hey, we're, we're gonna keep them coming we're rolling. we're rolling hey and we even got we got another year of this too it's which is the crazy thing but We'll get back to you again Tuesday. As always, for the Pirate, Tanner Marlar, I'm Cody Blazak. We'll talk to you again on Tuesday. The proceeding was a WMSV production.